Please turn your Bibles to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. Remember again, last time we looked at verse 18. Um, remember that the Apostle John is bringing this whole magnificent epistle to a conclusion. And he's going through a couple of we knows now. And he's saying you really need to know these things and you should know these things. Amen? And uh, very briefly, and let me just go over what I went over before in the verses themselves when he said in verse 18, we know that whoever is born of God does not sin. We covered that over the last two weeks. I'm not going to go over it again. Then he went on to say, and we'll be looking at this today. He said, we also know that we are of God. And then he said in verse 20, and we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true. Now, what I want to do today, as I said, is continue on into verse 19, where he says again, we know that we are of God. Now, there are two thoughts here. First of all, he says that we, are, we know that we are of God. And the second thing he says, and the whole world lies under the sway of the, of the wicked one. So he's, he's drawing a bit of a contrast here that we are of God and the world is in the sway of the evil one, which tells us something that we're in you know, conflict with the thing all the time. Are you all with me? You know, it's, it's not a uh, peaceful existence in this planet. Have you noticed? We can have peace, but the whole world is going in another direction. And, you know, we really need to be careful that we don't get caught up in it and get, uh, you know, uh, washed away. Or I'm trying to think of another word. Um, I'm seeing a river and, and the current just pulling people, you know, in, in another direction. And that's really what goes on in this world. So much of the time, we're, it's like we're going uphill. You know, have you heard the term an uphill battle, you know? And I feel like that's kind of where we are at. And, you know, don't be surprised when everybody isn't on your side. Amen. They can't understand what God is doing in your life because this whole world is under the sway of the wicked one. Are you getting this? I, I, you know, we really need to be okay with this. Otherwise, we get upset Absolutely. and depressed and everything because I'm doing everything right. And why is it going wrong? Well, that's why. Because a thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy and slap you around. I added that last bit. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, okay. You, we really need to get this through our head. You know, I, I think we get to this place where we're thinking, we kind of think in the back of our minds, if we just do everything right, then God is obligated to make sure that nothing goes wrong. Look, he'll do everything to look after you, but remember that people have wills. Can I put it another way? People are stupid. No, <laughs> okay. no people do dumb things. And you know, yes, you have angelic protection. Yes, you've got you know, so much looking after you. But people still do dumb things. Have you noticed? And you know, as much as God tells them don't do it, they'll do it anyway. Some of us are in the same boat. <laughs> okay. God, don't look at me all saintly. Yes, I never ever know. <laughs> okay. We all do it. Some people do it more than others and enjoy it a little too much, <laughs> you know? So we, we, we really need to get a hold of this. We need to be okay with this. Otherwise, we're going to get hurt with everything that comes along. Can I get an amen? We really need to know how to stand up to this and go, okay, one thing is for sure, and this is what he said, we know that we are of God. And the reason we know that as well is because we're having trouble with the world. So I really like the way he does this, the way he puts this down, you know, I, I want to rephrase this at the end, and I'll, you'll know why when I do. But, you know, he's saying, listen, you're of God. The world is in the sway of the enemy. Don't be surprised when things go wrong, and don't look for everything to go right. Pray that it does, but, you know, if something, if something goes wrong, don't stand there and complain to God. Fight, dude. Anyway, let's, I'm getting ahead of myself. Right, let's get on, let's get on with this. 
So the first part of this reiterates the truth. Now notice he says we know, okay, that the Apostle John shared earlier in 1 John 4, 4, where remember he said that you are of God, little children? Remember that? He said you are of God, little children. I don't want to stop there. I'll look at the rest of the verse later. But notice he had already told us that we are of God. That's why he's saying now we know that we are of God. See, he's not ever going to say something that we know something unless he's already, uh, um, you know, taught on it and shared, you know, that with us and, and reassured us of that fact in the past. And in this epistle, he has already done that. He said, you are of God. Now he's saying, you all know that, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, further, this Simon J. Kissamarchus says, we have our origins in God and belong to him. Can I get an amen on that? Now, we need to start there, okay? Can I say it again? We have our origin in God and belong to him. We have our origin in God. Don't, you know, we need to understand that I, I went through this last week, so I'm not going to do it in detail today. But you need to understand that you are a new creation. Your origin now is in God. Regardless of where your gene pool is, <laughs> your or origin is in God. And you now belong to him. That is such a key thing because if you, real, if you understand, if you have a revelation that you belong to him, then when the enemy attacks, you, you need to be able to, you know, you know to stand up. Let me say it this way. You know to stand up and say, hang on a second, I don't belong to you anymore. You did, you know, at one point. But now you don't. You belong to another family. And just because that thing thinks it can, you know, exert some kind of influence over you, attack you when it thinks it you know whenever it wants to it can't that that day came and went okay you turned to jesus christ that was it he became lord of your life then he said all of these things are under your feet now the thing that used to harass you now is under your feet you are now seated in heavenly places amen okay that's what it means to belong to God. Okay, but the world, says John, is under the control of the evil one. He does not say that the world belongs to Satan, for Satan cannot lay claim to creating it in that sense. Do you all understand? Okay, he never created anything. Jesus calls Satan the prince of this world. From the biblical account, we know that by deception, Satan took control of the entire world. Did you get that? By deception, all right? When Satan tempted Jesus, he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and said, I will give you all their authority and splendor, for it has been given to me. Remember that? See, otherwise that would never be a temptation. So, so many people say, oh, no, no, no. God is, you know, uh, is, is, is the one that's in control of everything. Well, no. That, God had control. He gave it to man. Satan slipped in. Stole it. Listen. And I'm going to show you some scriptures that's going to prove this out as well. Because I don't want you to walk away from here today thinking that God is in control. In fact, let me continue. I've got more to say. <laughs> okay. Accordingly, the full life uh, study Bible says, we will never adequately understand the New Testament unless we recognize its underlying conviction that Satan is the god of this world. He is the evil one and his power controls the present evil age. Now in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, let's go there. I'll give you scripture for everything I'm saying. All right. I need you to understand that even though we are in a fallen world, this is the reason why the Apostle John started with, we know we are of God. That's 
we know we have power in God. Remember, he is the one that said, what, 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 did, what did we learn in chapter 5 and verses 4 and 5? Can you put them up so that they can read it? 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. For whatsoever born, is born of God overcometh the world, or overcomes the world. Did you get that? The world may be going against us, but we overcome it. So we need to understand that he is making a statement here. He is saying, listen, we understand the world is going the wrong direction. But that doesn't mean that we go in that direction, nor that it has any kind of control over us. We're the one that should be in control. We're the one should be overcoming it and changing its direction when necessary. Are you all with me? Okay, that's, that's done through prayer. That's a whole other series. I don't have time right now. We might get to it another time. All right. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, he says, Satan, the God of this world, has blinded the minds, listen, of those who don't. I'm reading from the New Living Translation because it's a little clearer than what the King James and New King James says. He says, of those who don't believe. See, Satan can only blind the minds of those who refuse. Can I say that? Refuse to believe. If you refuse to believe, you put yourself in a place where God can't protect you, God can't do anything for you, because you have chosen not to, to listen, not to heed His word. you understand? Not to allow Him into your life. And so if you do that, then there is one thing, you know, there is no such thing as neutral in this world. Because the, steal, the, the, thief, <laughs> the, steal, the thief will come and steal. Do you know when he can steal something? When God isn't protecting it. When you don't allow God to protect it, then he can come and steal it. Are you all with me? That's the reason why he can steal, you know, even when it comes to what you think. He can influence you if you don't allow God to come in and put a barrier, a protection around you. Amen. I mean, the Bible talks about even the very elect that get deceived. Boy, if they're going to get deceived, I mean, what? The, the world has Buckleys. <laughs> Can I just say that? Oh, you all understand the, the term, right? <laughs> all right, okay. So, again, he says here, and let me continue on and finish off. Uh, where are we? Uh, uh, yes, here. <laughs> I'm looking at two different things. So, notice again, he says that the, Satan, the God of this evil world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe so that they are unable to see the glorious light of the good news that is shining upon them. In other words, he's saying that, listen, when they decide to say no to something, even though the gospel is constantly, and you know it's always there, it's constantly shining on them, because there's you. You're the light of the world. You're around them. Whenever you try to say something, go, oh, I don't believe in all that stuff. Well, guess what? You're in for a world of pain. And then don't say, oh, you know, if God's so wonderful, how come he's doing this? Because you're stupid. You won't let him protect you and look after you. And sorry for saying that. But, <laughs> you know, it's true, man. It's just like the guy that says, oh, no, no. You know, you say, stay within the boundaries. Okay, there's wild animals across on the other side of the fence. And you jump over the fence and run in there, get attacked and go, oh, I thought you loved me. Yeah, I did. That's why I told her to stay in here. But no, you got to jump out there, run off where, where it's dangerous. That's why it says if we are in the light as he is in the light, we need to go to the light. Amen? Don't run out of the light because it is dangerous out there. Okay. Um, Ephesians chapter 6. We see proof of what it says when it says that the, you know, Satan is the god of this evil world. Remember in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. 
The Apostle Paul said, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But notice he says, against principalities, against powers, against rules of the darkness. Can I say that we do wrestle against them? Can I get amen on that? Okay. There is a fight. We do wrestle. We do need to fight. Some people think, oh, you know, everything will just go well. Well, we, he, the Apostle Paul shouldn't have said we, we have to wrestle something. He should have said, no, 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 just don't think about anything. It'll all be okay. <laughs> okay? No, he said we're in a fight. This, this is the chapter that talks about the armor of God. You know, it's a little silly to have armor when you're not in a fight. You know, can you see a guy in armor washing dishes? Uh, you're a dude. <laughs> Isn't that a little uncomfortable? <laughs> you know, okay? Are you all with me? Yeah, that, that, you know, it would be a little bit silly. You put on, uh, and you know, what's, you know what's silly? In the battlefield and you don't have any armor. That's dumb, <laughs> okay? Go, where's your armor? Dude, go, go back on, put it on. You can't be out here. And I'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> These are the very forces that the Lord Jesus opposed and made reference to in Luke chapter 13 and verse 16. Let's go there very quickly. Luke 13, 16. Remember Jesus said here, so ought not this woman. He was getting hassled out for healing on the wrong day again. Can you believe religious people, how stupid they can be? He healed somebody. Oh, it's the wrong day. Like they could heal her any other day of the week. No, <laughs> you know, I, it, it astonishes me how people can find things to whine about and, and anyway, complain about. But anyway, he says, he says so, so this is his, you know, his rebuttal. He says, so ought not this woman, he talks first of all about if any, you know, if any of your animals get stuck anywhere, you'll get them free, but you don't want to let the woman free. And he says, so ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, watch, this is the part I want to draw attention to. He says, Who Satan, whom Satan has bound. He didn't say that God was teaching her a lesson. Can I get an amen on that one? Because there's another part of the church that teaches that. Oh, now, sister, have you learned your lesson yet? I don't know what it is. <laughs> I just know it's very uncomfortable like this. Can somebody with a brain come to me, please? Okay, all these religious fools, you know. People make excuses for what they can't do. Anyway, moving on. So, he <laughs> so Jesus says again, So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. No, this is a Sabbath. This is what the problem was. Okay? So I want you to notice, but he, he identifies something, and he says, listen, this woman was not bound by God. God was not teaching her a lesson. She was bound by the devil, and I'm here to free her. In fact, this is where in 1 John, in this very epistle, 1 John 3.8, remember that uh, the apostle John said, the latter half of verse 8, he said, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's why he came. He was, he was here to identify what they were and destroy them. I mean, he didn't want any trace of them left behind. Amen. I mean, while he was around, there was nobody in hospital because they all came and they all got healed. And he didn't ask for Medicare. <laughs> okay. All right. He just, and it didn't matter whether they were naughty or nice. I've said this before, and I really need to say this again. 
it said, and he healed them all. Do you hear what I'm saying? It means that there was not one person that he looked at and said, Ooh, you've been very naughty. You know, I'm God. I know everything about you. Boy, some things. <laughs> Get in the back of the line. I'll think about it. He never said that. We say stuff like that? He never did. I'm sure he <laughs> every time he looked at somebody, he could read their file. I mean, some were thick and some didn't have much in them, but it was there. And I reckon he looked at you and you knew he knew. <laughs> like he knew. And, he, and just about when you thought, you're not going to heal me, are you? Because I've been very naughty. And he healed him. <sighs> what do you think that says? For God so loved. God so loved the world. Every single one of them. Amen? Amen. Okay. Where was I? Returning to the Full Life Study Bible, it says that Scripture does not teach that God is now in direct control of the ungodly world, involving sinful people, evil, cruelty, injustice, and wickedness. In no way does God desire or cause all the suffering in the world, nor is everything that occurs the perfect will of God. I want to quickly take you to Matthew chapter th uh, 23. I want to show you something here. Matthew 23 and verse 37. I want to get back to this um, quote. It's a brilliant quote. There's so much in it. Uh, but I want to share with you this uh, particular verse of Scripture in relation to this, where Jesus himself says, Matthew 23, 37, he says, O Jerusalem, O Jerusalem, I'm now reading from the New Living Translation, and I'm also adding from the Passion Translation a little bit. He says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets. But this is the city that's meant to represent God. Notice he says, kills the prophets, stones God's messengers. How often have I wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings. Notice what his desire is. His desire is to protect. But watch what he says. But you, and the, the Passion Translation says it, were too stubborn and wouldn't let me. The New Living Translation continues and finishes off. Okay. Dear God, I'm speaking quicker than I can think. All right. <laughs> okay. Do you see this? He says, you were too stubborn and unwilling. That's why I can't look after you. That's the reason why those people that are blinded to the gospel, the reason why they can ne never see it, because they don't want to. Do you know, you, your will is so powerful that even God can't break through that thing if you decide you don't want it. Well, I don't know about that. Well, that's the reason why so many people are going to hell today. If God was able to just break through and just make you do something, he would have by now. Can I get a little amen on that? You really need to get this family, you know, because the devil, the greatest lie that the devil sells is that God is in control. Everything that happens, it's God. And we think that we're honoring God by saying that. When people with a brain say, if God's so amazing, how come he's doing such horrible things? And we go, oh, no, but God isn't. That is so religious and stupid. You've got to stop saying stuff like that. I know it, it looks like, oh, you're in awe of God. That's just silly. Okay, stop being silly. You, stop it. All right. So, <laughs> you know, it's now in front of me. <laughs> okay. Let me conclude. <laughs> I know, I know. I, there, 
the reason I'm saying this is because I know people, family, people that are, you know, praying and, and so Christian that, that everything, their whole life revolves around God is in control of everything. Joe, you, know, you know what I'm trying to say? And they sound very religious. They sound very pious. They're very wrong. And instead of, you know, they think they're doing God a favor by trying to say how amazing he is. In fact, they're doing the exact opposite. And giving him a black eye because there is so much going wrong in this world. Anybody with half a brain knows that. Moving on. I think that's enough. All right. <laughs> to conclude... The Full Life Study Bible uh, finishes by saying, The Bible indicates that the present time, at the present time, the world is not under God's dominion, but it is in rebellion against His rule and, his, uh, and is enslaved to Satan. Because of this condition, Christ came to die. See, that's why Jesus had to die. Do you hear me? He didn't just come to give us some, you know, little uh, philosophy or theology to follow. And then he said, all right, boys, you have it now. I'm going home and just disappeared. He could have translated out of here. He didn't need to die. Amen. Remember when he said, I need to go and do this. And Peter said, oh, no, no, you can't go do that. <laughs> I know Peter was thinking, there goes my paycheck. But, you know, and, and Jesus said, after he had just said, you are the son of the living God, when he rebuked Jesus, Jesus had to rebuke him and say, get thee behind me, Satan. You know, all them fellas that say, well, we'll build our church on Peter. <laughs> Better not have. Better build it on Jesus. Because, <laughs> never mind. All right, moving on. You read into that. All right. <laughs> Where was I? Because of this condition, again, I said Christ came to die and to re reconcile the world unto God. That's in 2 Corinthians 5, 18 and 19. We're going to look today. We should never allege, I love this. He said, it says, we should never allege that God is in control in order to free ourselves from the responsibility of seriously battling sin, evil, or spiritual lukewarmness. I think that is the most dangerous thing that there is. Spiritual lukewarmness. I'm just cruising, brother. I'm just good. It's okay. All's good. It's fine. <laughs> Until it isn't. You know? <laughs> just remember this, man. You have been armed to the hilt. You've been given authority. There are angels that are at your disposal, basically. They're standing there with their swords pulled. What are you doing? Amen? I mean, everything is there. God has a plan for you. Now, that doesn't mean you should be fighting all the time, okay? You need rest time. Do you know some days it's a fight to rest? I, <laughs> I, I can almost guarantee everybody in this church falls under that category. I don't think anybody here is lazy. I think the, it's the exact opposite with all of you guys. I'm just saying this by faith. I, I think it's more difficult for you to take time out. <laughs> don't say if you're not, okay? Uh, <laughs> don't burst my bubble, okay? <laughs> I think it's more difficult for you to not do something than it is for you to motivate, motivate yourself and go do something. I think all of you are very motivated. I think some of you just need to learn how to relax when you have time off. I mean, just rest. Don't look for something to do in your time off and then go back, you know, tired and everything else. Anyway, I, I'm moving on. Uh, <laughs> 
That's the reason the Apostle Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12, to fight the good fight of faith. If there wasn't a fight, he would never tell us to fight. No, remember again, this is all coming back to that the whole world is under the sway of the evil one. Remember that? Okay. But you are of God. You need to fight. It is a fight. It is a faith fight. Don't ever fight outside of faith. We, we live by faith and have our lives sustained by faith. Everything is by faith. Why is it by faith? Because you are believing for unseen forces to help you deal with unseen forces that are causing things to manifest in this natural realm that are causing you trouble. Do you get it? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, and we have powers that can take care of them. I told you last time, you know, we have the guys that God actually made to fight. Michael and his angels. They were designed, man. I mean, these guys... You know, when they wake up in the morning, they fight. Before they go to bed, they <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? These guys were designed for battle. Pastor Verity actually asked me a question. Uh, it was a good question. And let me just very briefly bring it up, answer it, and, and drop it, and just move on, because uh, I, I don't want to take any time with this. But with regard to that, she goes, could, could, could any of, you know, Satan's, the devil and his angels, have been, you know, from Michael's group? And uh, the, the, the answer was that Michael was stationed in heaven. Remember that they, this earth was given to the angels to begin with. I don't know if you've listened to the series of mine, but this world didn't belong to, to, you know, this world was created in another dimension, the same dimension that heaven was. This is a real quick version, okay? And, you know, they, there was actually angels that were designed, created to, to rule this world. They actually were, had ownership of this world. This is the reason why the devil wanted the world that's in this realm back. Because it was all taken from him and God made, he said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And he did something very clever. He, he created another earth right where the other one was. In another dimension. You all can think dimensionally, can't you? Okay. And so, can you just imagine, this is God, this is the way God can get back at you. Put, he can see it and he can't do anything about it. He can't reach it at all. Took all the water out of that realm and stuck it in this realm. Yeah. That's why they, are, they it always says you cast them out and they go to dry places where they seek rest and find none because all of their water is gone. That's the reason why hell is in the center, not of this planet, but the area where this planet is in another dimension. Are you all with me? It's in this it's <laughs> in this space, but in another dimension. Do you all get that? That's why he wanted this earth. Because he lost his. He ruined his. But I don't want to go into all the details. I could, but it'll take a long time. We won't finish. Okay? But it was those angels that were with him on this planet are the ones that he was able to influence to rebel against God and his throne. Michael was not a part of that, neither were any of his angels. Are you all with me? So when they met up, man, I mean, see the devil lies. He still does that today. He says, oh, no, you're okay. You don't need God. You can, you can, you can fight this on your own. Look at all the movies that come out. They never, you know, they never acknowledge God. It's all about how strong they are and how they can take on everything. Amen. Now, 
understand something. And then there are the Christians that go, God, you do everything. And that's not right either. God says, I want to work with you. Let's go together and defeat this thing. Amen. Are you all with me? So we are never meant to be sitting on the, the sidelines and the world says, see, we didn't need God. We were able to do this on our own. You know, there's a point that they can't go beyond. Anyway, getting back to this, <laughs> okay? This is why it says you're of God. There's a difference. And so that's the reason why when, you know, Satan and his angels came up again, Michael and his angels, they just lost. I mean, they lost. They were lied to and they realized they were lied to. Not even God took them all down. Did you notice? And another angel took him all down. <sighs> After Satan said, I'm all this and I'm all that. And that was the end of that. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so I've said here again, the Apostle Paul says, fight the good fight of faith. And then in verses 10 through 12, I want to read this again. That he says, that's why he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. In Ephesians 6, uh, 10, excuse me. He says, be strong in the Lord, the power of his might, and put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. See, the devil has wiles. You all know what wiles is? Okay. He has ways. He has method. He has strategies of coming against you. He knows what makes you tick. He's got, he's got little demons assigned to you. They take notes. <laughs> okay. And they work around what they know about you to strategize how they can get at you. You, you really need to understand that that's, they work, they do, the, they do their homework. But at the same time, there are God's angels who also know how to protect you. Amen. And no matter how, what scheme they come up with, if you bind them, they're done. If you don't, you're in trouble. You know, okay. Things are not going to go well for you that day. That's why you pray. Do I have to pray? I don't know. Do you want a good day? I don't know. It's your choice, dude. Go ahead. I run in the traffic. It's fine. All right. So, <laughs> so this is again what the Apostle John means when he said in First John five and the latter half, of, latter half of verse nineteen when he said that the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Are you getting this now? Okay, that's what you're fighting against. Now, even though this whole unbelieving, Christ-rejecting world lies under the sway of the wicked one, the Apostle John says again that we know. That's why he says this. He doesn't say now, I, I, do you kind of know? It wasn't the kind of in front of the no. He said, we know. Do you know? See, it's revelation knowledge that will get you to the other side. Not, not information in your head, but a revelation in your heart. Do you understand? That's why you need to know this stuff. Okay. And that's why, again, he says, we know that we are of God with the implication that there's nothing that the devil can do to force us to do anything or lead us astray in any way. He can't do anything if you say no. If you stand and fight, if you fight the good fight of faith, if you put your armor on, there's just nothing he can do. You know, all the, all the people that, you know, it's sad, the, the things that happen to them is because they have just rejected God. They have, or they've said, oh, no, 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 that stuff is not for us or whatever. Some way, somehow, they have stopped God from, from protecting them, looking after them. Because somebody preached something wrong to them and they swallowed it and it's now killing them. Are you all here? 
That's why I said, you know, it, it all comes back to this thing. And I'll finish with this. It all comes back to, if you can believe, all things are possible. But only if you can believe. If you can't, it's not. You know, sorry to burst the bubble, but if you, <laughs> okay? If you can't, it's not. If you can, it is. So let me ask you a question. If that's, if that's it, if the Bible says, if you can believe. Now Jesus said this, okay? Not, not, some, not some apostle or whatever. Jesus said it. He said, if you can, the Son of God said this. He's God in the flesh said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. I mean, if Jesus looked at you and said, Jamie, if you can believe, all things are possible to you. I mean, everything. Wherever you say you can't, that's what's not possible. So what are you going to say is impossible? Well, now theologians are just okay. Theologian so-and-so has stuck something in you now that is going to stop you from going in that direction. So now that's not possible because you don't believe it. Are you, are you getting this? My job is to help you believe. If I can help you believe, then all things become possible. And then you can reply to me, as I said to you before, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nothing is impossible to me. Get it? Yeah. <sighs> this goes back to what, and I will, we'll conclude here, back to what the Apostle John said, and I want to read the whole verse now in 1 John 4, 4. Remember, he said, you are of God, little children. And he said, have, that is past tense, have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world, swaying the world in the wrong direction. You all see what they did there? <laughs> okay, did you get that? Because greater is he that is in you. You are of God. You've got something so much more powerful on the inside of you, regardless of what the, what the enemy is doing in the world, and regardless of where the world is going. You have overcome all of it. We are to live as overcomers, not as victims. Amen? Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your word today.